Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. Now we're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Hello, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, Claudia. What's going on? Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. And what's up, Funky Donnie? How are you? What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Hey, hey. How was everybody's weekend? Did y'all do anything? What happened? I you told y'all. Friday, I was relaxed. And so I relaxed the whole weekend and just slept and spent all my money on Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, Claudia. You know, I went to the Taste of Soul. This is the 18th year of Taste of the Taste of Soul, which was started by Danny Bakewell Sr. He's the publisher of the, one of the oldest African-American magazines in the country. Um, he's also a community activist in Los Angeles. And this Taste of Soul attracts from what, you know, some of the outlets have saying um, thousands and thousands, if not close to 100,000 people each year. Um, it's a day of culture. It's a day of food. And it's on and in Crenshaw. And it goes from Crenshaw to Obama Boulevard. It was incredible. Also got had some uh, fun time with Tiffany Haddish. Shout out to Tiffany Haddish, who was hosting her comedy show there and a couple of other artists. Great, great, great time. If you haven't gone to the Taste of Soul, it's like a food and wine for African-Americans, I guess is the best way to put it. Did you get to eat a lot of the food or did you, were you just like hanging out? Well, I did a combination. So this year was kind of interesting because, you know, you have to buy the food at each station. So it's not like a food and wine. If you go to a food and wine thing like this, where it all comes in your ticket, because this is free to the um, community, you have to pay at every station. So there were tons of places, of different stations I wanted to try, but I had already used my card like 20 times and I was starting to get fraud alerts because it was like, okay, or is it you or whatever? So, but yeah, I got to try some jerk chicken. I got to try like ribs. I got to try pulled pork. I mean, all type oysters, clams, you, you, um, um, oxtails. Um, you think about an ethnic type of food, a lot of African food, it was there and it was delicious. That is a fun time. So I definitely miss it. So I'm glad you got to experience it. I'm sure you'll probably be back because once you go once, you're like, oh, I look forward to it. And it's oh, nice. Yeah, every year. yeah, it is. Well, I'm here in Texas and I went to the Texas State Fair, which um, is a very fun event for people watching. I'm going to tell you that about the Texas uh, demographics. <laughs> they fry every and anything and it's cotton candy. It's all that kind of stuff. Nothing as good as what you had, but it was like definitely like kind of like fair food so it was what like were that. you on what were you on that splashed that water all over your face <laughs> i was watching your story but you didn't really share was it a ride or was it a game so there was this like couple that did this stupid act right and we and, she, and the woman out the gate made a joke about the war you know and she said oh i had two opportunities to 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 perform a booking here the texas fair or over in Jer jerusalem or god she said something like that and she's like, thank God I picked here. And it was like, it did not hit the way she thought. So we was already like, we were going to leave. And I did leave. And they started throwing water balloons. And I got hit. And I was like, damn, was that karma? But then I'm like, but I was talking about her because she was saying a bad thing about the war, I thought. But anyways, I was <laughs> like, you don't hit a black girl in the head with a, a water balloon. They went over. It went behind me and hit me. I caught hey, you had your good air in, too. Man, listen, I was pissed. All right, y'all. Well, are we drinking tonight, Funky? Are you drinking or are you drinking? No, water? baby, I'm still unlocking my better self, and it's been working. 
<laughs> Not me. I'm doing a uh, tequila margarita tonight. Uh, passion fruit tequila margarita. All right. Let's keep the party going. Let's get to the show. Now, before we dive into some topics, we are kicking up the show by highlighting random facts about Breast Cancer Awareness Month with Did You Know? All right. Good morning, America. Host Robin Roberts is celebrating 11 years since receiving a life-changing bone marrow transplant. In 2007, Robin received a breast cancer diagnosis and then a diagnosis of myelodysplastic I'm sorry, plastic syndrome, which is a rare blood disorder that affects the bone marrow. Now, after discovering that her sister Sally Ann was a perfect match. Robin underwent a successful bone marrow transplant in 2012. It's also been reported that approximately 70% of patients do not have a matching donor in their family and must turn to registries like Be The Match for the Cure, which is super sad. What are your thoughts on this information? Let's go to you first, Q. Um, you know, breast cancer is sad. And Claudia, while you were talking, I really wasn't paying attention. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, so I don't even know what to say other than it's sad. Nobody should have it. I'm glad Robin Roberts got a match. Um, but I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. Okay, Al. You know, I'm glad we do these type these type of educational profiles because it really educates us in the community, especially the uniqueness of our DNA and our blood types, and and just all of that as it relates to disease states, um, and especially with someone as high profile as her. So in this case, thank you for Fox Soul for incorporating this into our programming and helping us and educate our community so that we can treat ourselves accordingly and also be aware of things that disproportionately is affecting our community. So awesome job. Uh, early detection and then also being donors. Uh, we need more of that. I know that's something that we're lacking in the black community as far as like putting ourselves on registries to be donors for these types of things. So. All right. Thank you so much for that uh, information, Fox Soul. And to the soulmates that are throwing up the pink ribbons in the chat, we appreciate y'all. All right, let's get to some topics and have a little fun. Dave Chappelle is facing backlash after he allegedly criticized Israel's bombing of the Gaza Strip during his recent show in Boston. Now, Dave mentioned that students supporting Palestinians should not be losing their jobs, which prompted his audience to walk out in the middle of the set. Do you think Dave was out of line for expressing his opinion? Al, what do you think? Well, listen, you got to understand that this is a part of his comedy, right? He he takes a political stance on many things where people are usually voiceless. And I kind of have to respect him for that. I think how it got out of line here was what happened in this controlled environment. He was touching on it. And as you we as we all know, we don't have video yet because they took the phones. But what we do have are firsthand accounts. And I read the Wall Street Journal article this morning and it said it got out of hand when a heckler actually stood up and told him to shut up. And so when he when the heckler stood up and told him to shut up, it was about 20,000 people in there. He then went on to say in his anger where he really stood politically. So he took a deeper dive where he talked about he slammed the Israelis for bombing uh, Gaza, the bombing of Gaza. He um, talked against the Palestinians. Um, um, 
Yeah, in Hamas. And then he also criticized the U.S. for their military aid. So he just he kind of like really took a deep dive. And after he took that deep dive, other members in the audience just started heckling and screaming stuff. And a lot of them were screaming anti-Semitic stuff. So a lot of the Jewish people in the audience felt very afraid and nervous. In fact, some uh, walked out. So it kind of went from like a political moment that he always touches on because you know he's going to do it to something that kind of ballooned into something that I probably feel he didn't want to happen at the end of the day. All right, Q, what do you think about this? Okay, see, now I'm paying attention. <laughs> so listen, here's the thing, right? You know, and, and Al, I'm glad that you you provided this extra information because when they were start talking about they were feeling unsafe and all of this type of stuff, I'm like, how are you physically feeling unsafe because somebody is on stage giving their point of view? Here is what I have a problem with, all right? Being African-American, I am not going to pretend like I know what it feels like to be a Jewish person. I'm not going to pretend like I, I know how the oppression feels. And I understand from an emotional and mental perspective, the beef between Palestine and Israel. But what I do not like and what I think is unfair is that on a human level, it's almost as if anybody who shows any support for the Palestinians are all of a sudden getting in trouble. I'm sorry, I don't think it makes me a bad human being because I say, I don't like the fact that all these Palestinian babies and stuff I'm seeing on, mm -hmm. on, on Instagram are being killed. I don't think that it's right that innocent Palestinians are being killed. Yes, I understand that Hamas are horrible people. Yes, I understand that Hamas is hiding within the ranks of the Palestinian people. And yes, I understand that there will be some casualties of war as Israel tries to get this thing under control and that Hamas bombed them first and Israel has the right to defend itself. But you are not going to silence me or anyone else for verbally saying, we don't think it's right that all of these Palestinian people are just dying for no reason. There has to be another way. I think you hit it on the head, Q. And you gotta remember, um, Dave Chappelle is Muslim. And he did, he did criticize the Israelis for cutting off the water and other essentials, um, you know, um, into Gaza. So and then so what that led to in the crowd was the people were going saying free Palestine, go Palestine, go Hamas. So you're right. Like some people are taking this conversation to the heart, to the core. And especially it appears the Jewish uh, members of that particular show felt very unsafe with all the support around the Palestinians. Well, think about the people in Palestine, how they feel. Think about the people in the Gaza Strip. And I've been saying the same thing Q just said for a minute. I am so sick and tired of people telling me I can't feel sorry for this. This is a type of situation where the the average pedestrian citizen walking the street that has does not have anything to do with terrorism, says a child going to school, is getting punished to, to weed out Hamas. Hamas may be hiding amongst them. I have yet to seen any footage of any members of Hamas, the terrorists being murdered, but I've seen hundreds of videos of babies and kids and elderly people being murdered and being maimed. This is Gaza, the Gaza Strip is a unique place because 50% of their population is kids, right? They have a huge population of children. So you've got to know when you drop it a bomb, 
50 percent of the time you're killing kids and you're not killing terrorists. Right. And if you're OK with that, like, oh, well, it is what it is. Maybe I took out three members of Hamas. But yeah, a thousand kids got kill- killed. We're not allowed to have a feeling about that. And as far as the Dave Chappelle show goes, we know damn well when you go to Dave Chappelle show, he's going to speak on hot topics and current events. And it's going to get it, you better. Not everybody's getting offended. Okay. Like, <laughs> and I feel like they made this story much bigger because I seen on some posts where they said, oh, I was there. Two people walked out. It wasn't this big mass exodus of people that, that walked out. But, um, yeah, you know, of course, I, I don't like what the system is doing to anyone that has empathy for victims. I watched a lot of videos this weekend. Have y'all? I know y'all seen this all up and down y'all's timeline, right? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It's, uh, have y'all seen any terrorist bodies? I've seen none. I've seen only babies and kids. No. no. So, I, I, like, whatever method of war y'all are going about, because you certainly are taking out a lot of cash, having a lot of casualties, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it seems very disproportionate to the people of the terrorist group that you should be targeting, not the average Palestinian. And that's what we have a problem with and where it's OK. It should be OK to say it. And, you know, Claudia, it's just a little hard because, you know, I, I, I relate to this kind of like when white folks were digging all in our Black Lives Matter stuff and they were just talking, talking, talking. And I remember being offended, being like, but see, you don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know what it is to be a black person in America. So I try my hardest to reserve picking sides with this Palestinian, Palestine and Israel stuff, because I'm fair enough to say that I don't understand the intricacies in the ins and outs of it. But I do know enough to know that people should not be dying the way they're dying. We got some comments on the side. Miss Quisha said, uh, he always does this. People knows his type of humor and he, they should not go to his show if they don't like his opinions. And the Kuro says, uh, the Kuro people said, who people who are too sensitive should not buy tickets to his show. And, and, and we can't speak to the, the, the horrific behavior. I, I'll speak on bad behavior on both sides. I saw some Israeli women, uh, influencer, mocking the Palestinian victim. She did makeup on her face like it was dust from a bomb and pretended she was carrying a baby. And she pretended she was getting bombed. And I was like, that is disgusting. And I don't stand for that. Just like I would not stand for uh, anyone on the other side doing that same thing. Like at some point, you got to have some kind of humanity for human life that are not terrorists. All right, y'all. I'm sure we're going to talk more about this. Coming up next, find out why Krishan Rock is facing backlash. And later, we have your tea fact of the day. Make sure you hit that like button, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to the almost 6,000 people that are watching us live in the chat and all the people on all the other platforms. We appreciate you so much. All right, let's get into the story. Krishan Rock is back in the news after she was spotted with her newborn son at a meet and greet just two weeks after his hernia surgery. Now, some people on social media are defending her for being a working mom, while others are suggesting that she invests in a nanny. What are your thoughts? Also, did you see that blue face proposed to his girlfriend, Jaden Alexis Q, I know you've had you was on Baby Watch with Kiki Palmer. I don't know if you have the same energy for 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 uh, Krishan. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Baby Gates out the house gates? What do you think? First of all, Krishan, uh, 
baby probably got the strongest immune system of anybody on the planet because she had her baby out what two or three days after she left the hospital i can't get down with this y'all the baby should not be at the meet and greet you know what i'm saying she should have a nanny i'm all for working moms what happened to her sister her mama the nanny coming with her to the event stand in the back room she should not be holding that baby having all those people around her baby holding a microphone germs fights could break out i mean it, it, it anything could happen y'all and it just looks reckless this in my opinion is not responsible and as it relates to Blueface uh proposing to the other young lady you know i just shake my head because the other young lady thinking that she winning the prize and what she fails to realize is that Blueface is only doing all of this to try to get Krishan's attention and that it's not even truly about her and his mama's attention with that weird exchange they had all weekend comparing rings al what are your thoughts on this I agree 100% with Funky as it relates to the baby situation. Um, I think that that was what I saw. Like the baby wasn't covered up, you know, all the talking, the laughing and all that great stuff. But you know what, Q, a lot of people are saying that, you know, other uh, podiatrists, not podiatrists, pediatric uh, doctors are saying that that's a way to build the child's immune system. So I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about, though, is the response that Krishan is getting when she goes to these venues. I was floored at how the line was out the door and down the corner. I was floored that how people reacted to her. They were actually crying. They were chanting. They were screaming like it's almost they were seeing like an Oprah or I'm just giving my analogy for my age or Michael Jackson. That's what was so weird to me. And it appears to me that Krishan, when I looked at her Instagram, she now has 5.2 million followers. So Krishan is clearly speaking to this young black female demographic, and they really like her. Now, as it relates to Blueface, I think Blueface is not trying to get Krishan's attention. Blueface is always trying to one up her. He introduced this young lady and this young lady has taken off into the stratosphere. She's more popular than him. She's followed more than him. She she's kind of like outlived their relationship and he is still sitting still. So he is doing all that he can to keep getting attention on his situation and what's going on with him. And he's following really short um first to Jaden and Blueface congratulations you you guys if that's what y'all think is good happily after y'all got 10 years together congratulations Jaden I I hate that when he's mad at Krishan he goes and runs to you and vice versa but y'all are participants in this in this clown show in this circus so if you like it i love it second of all krishan i want you to win i really do because of your horrific background and your upbringing it's obvious you need love and i think she cannot stay in the house because she gets love from the strangers and the fans that she has not gone at home she's definitely never gonna get from blue face and but in that process i agree i mean listen i i'm not a mom none of us here are, are parents so people say y'all don't have kids but you know loud music and the kid just had surgery i would definitely keep that kid out of you know the public eye and be around crowds we don't i don't even like being around crowds and uh you know i would like to see that baby kind of like out the spotlight for a little bit but you know she is learning i, I hope she has someone that can help her out because uh, 
you know how fickle uh, fans are. They could be lining up for her like she's a second coming of Christ right now. And then, you know, in another two months, she could be canceled. They could be over her. But I hope she gets together. Why is she so popular? Why is some why is a black young female so dysfunctional in her relationship, in her life? Why is she so popular, Claudia? I need help on this. As a black female, what is it that people are more likely to follow her than follow you? Well, I'm 50 and she's in her 20s. And right now it's the more outrageous you are, the more attention you get from that demographic. I mean, people that are in their 50s, I would think would be more likely to lean towards a a me or someone that's older. But there's a lot of young kids that like that. They, they, I'm boring to them. I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not fighting and knocking out teeth and getting my tooth knocked out, you know, and you know, it's a different time now, but look, it started with the Atlanta housewives and love and hip hop and all those shows. And we saw the more outrageous people behave, the more popular they became. And then the people that weren't doing all that got called boring, no storyline and vanilla. So then this younger group, they, they're going to always up the ante, right? So that's what it is. Toxic love, you know? It's like the reason why some people like bad boys or bad girls. I don't know. Oh, well. She can have the followers. I'm cool. I got my front teeth. Uh, Carly Red broke half of the internet after she posted a photo of her new look with the caption, she's taken, hashtag bumper heavy. Are you here for Carly's new look, Q? Actually, I'm 100% here for Carly Red's new look. Uh, you know, I ran into Carly and Nene Leakes few months ago down here in Miami at the Satai. And Carly, I love you to death, but you looked a goddamn mess. Lips was looking like this. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell did this damn girl do to her face? And then had the nerve to have them glossed up in every doggone thing. I, whatever she did, whatever dissolved, whatever she didn't do, she looks amazing right here and whatever you did before carly don't do that to your face again because you are a beautiful lady and you sheree and a whole slew of them other atlanta girls stop pumping that stuff in y'all doggone face you don't need it you look beautiful right there mama sit right there al what do you think um, you know, Carly Red has always been very open and honest about all her cosmetic procedures and her surgeries. We know that and we've always kind of liked her for her transparency. But this picture right here, that is straight out catfish. Sorry, I don't care. She does look beautiful. At first, I thought it was her daughter because her daughter, whew, her daughter is beautiful. That, put that back up. That is not Carly Red's real face. And if you watched her story after she posted the picture, it doesn't look like her in the stories. But, you know, I don't think Carly Red cares. I think she 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 knows what she's doing. She knows she's creating a buzz. And look, she landed on the number one show on Fox Soul, TGIF, and we're talking about it right here. Carly, uh, I met Carly through Mimi about my first move there. I, I want to say it was 1997, 1998. She was a very pretty girl. She looked exactly the way her daughter looks now. And I just hate that the pressures, whatever she feels like she needs to do, to, to change her face because she's beautiful. She don't need none of that stuff. And I do see it's addicting. You know, you might want to fix a little line here or maybe a top lip too small. You want to put a little bit in, but these doctors, they go out of control because she don't need all that. I think Carly, if you listening or you watching, I know you watch the show sometimes, you know, you bad without all that stuff. I get it, but you don't need a lot of that stuff. You are a pretty girl. And I, and I hope you know that. I hope you know that. 
All right. A thief in Poland found a clever way to shoplift in a local store. The man posed as a mannequin in front of a shop window and waited until the store closed before robbing a jewelry stand. The smooth criminal has been arrested. It could face up to 10 years in prison. Oh my God, that is dedication. What are your thoughts on the story? And have you guys ever shoplifted? I think we've talked about this before. Al, let's go to you first. <laughs> so, you know, this remind me, I mean, it, this is nothing new. We saw this on Home Alone too. Remember the thieves got, you know, pretended to be mannequins when they got locked in the department store to steal. So I thought A, it wasn't original and B, it's just flat out dumb, especially around the jury counter. Cause you know, the jury counter is gonna be cased. It's gonna have multiple Multiple cameras. It's a place that has the the highest value of things in the store, so therefore it's going to have the highest security. As it relates to stealing, remember, guys, I originally said I never stole, but then I did confess. So I, I have stole because I'm the type of guy that while I'm walking around a grocery store, I'll read a magazine. So I always stop at the magazine spot first. But when I check out, for some reason, because the magazines are in my hand, I never pay for them. So I guess in real life. That's shoplifting, right? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, I, you know what? I'm, I, I'm an intentions person, Al. I, I'm going to give you a pass because you did not do it intentionally. That that don't count as stealing. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to give you a little pass. I think the plan was genius. I actually think that that's actually a plan that could kind of work, especially considering that, you know, a lot of people don't even pay attention to the damn mannequins. And if you're not the visual merchandiser, you probably won't even realize that that ain't y'all mannequin and that ain't y'all clothes. Now, as it relates to stealing, I tried to steal a pair of jeans out of the mall one time when I was in high school. I'm not good at being a thief. The cuff was rolled up and the 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 thing was in the cuff. Mm -hmm. And when I walked out, the thing started buzzing. The only thing that saved me is that the young girl behind the counter, she was equally as scared to confront me as I was to go to jail. So she didn't say nothing. And I ran out the mall and I ain't never touched the people's stuff again when it came to shoplifting. Now, I had did some credit card fraud at one of my jobs over <laughs> a whole nother story for a whole nother day. What did you do? How did you get the thing out the arm? Oh, once I got home, I hit that bad boy with a hammer. And just took it, oh, it, it didn't have the ink in it. It was just, you know, one of the sensor things. I hit it with a hammer and I, I rocked them jeans for like three or four years. <laughs> it was some Jabot jeans that I stole out of Gad Zooks in Pembroke Pines Mall. Well, damn. <laughs> All right. You know what? Coming up next, we have your tea fact of the day. And later, find out why Kim Zosiak is tuning up her vagina. I'm sure you're all dying to know. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, if you want to get your financial life together, you know we have tips here on TGIF, so let's get into it. Charging higher interest is how banks make more money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay but not great. Scoremaster, the new science in accelerating scores, credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Now, say your credit is uh, 650 and you're borrowing 500 grand to refinance your home. Starting at Scoremaster could save you over 75 grand in interest over the life of your loan or more. Now, that 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. That's the genius behind Scoremaster. 
especially now with these super high soaring interest rates. Now, it only takes a minute to get started. You can add 30 to 100 points on your credit file, depending on your situation. So before you apply for any loan, auto lease or credit, start at ScoreMaster. Visit scoremaster.com slash T to try ScoreMaster for free. That's right. It is free. Visit scoremaster.com slash T, scoremaster.com slash T. I can't say it enough because it really has helped all of us. We've all used it. Al, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on ScoreMaster? Listen, with all these changing algorithms in calculating the score, it's, it's just literally driven me crazy. And and I think the reason I like ScoreMaster so much is because it takes all that guesswork and all that confusion out of the equation. So for me, I think uh, excellent is 800 to 850, right? And then you yeah. have very good and then you have good. So I don't think I'm above 750 yet, so I'm not very good, but I'm good. And from what I understand with Scoremaster, the average gain is 61 points. So that will definitely take me from good to very good. And as I work on my credit from very good to great, which means the interest rates that are being charged to me will go down. And according to Scoremaster, the average time for you to get that plus in the gain on your on your uh, score is only 20 days. So that's a win-win situation across the board. That is super fast. Q, what are your thoughts? You know, a scoremaster is always a plus. Like you said, Claudia, I've got one foot in and one foot out in the housing market because these prices are too doggone high. But scoremaster is definitely keeping me in check for when I am ready to pull that trigger. Whenever you spend, I go over a certain threshold. I get a, a report from uh, an alert from Scoremaster saying, listen, you know, you're above this percentage in order to get this score, you need to be there, pay this on this date. And I love it because it keeps my credit profile steady and it keeps me in a good place. And I always have a resource available to me to let me know what I need to do to remain where I'm at or try to get to where I'm trying to go. Well, we can all vouch for it. And we also have a soulmate in the chat, Jackson, who said score has gone up 36 points. So thanks to Scoremaster. All right, promotional consideration furnished by Scoremaster. Let's get back to the topics. All right, y'all, we can all agree that social media tends to resurface some of the most random facts in pop culture history. So it's only unfair that we unpack those facts in our key fact of the day. All right. Do you remember the mastermind behind those famous Amos cookies, Wally Amos? Y'all remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you young and supple cute, so it's a little before your time, but you also. All right. Well, at the height of his career back in the 70s and 80s, Wally became a household name in Hollywood for his infamous cookies after receiving investments from celebrities such as Marvin Gaye and Helen Reddy. Now, but as his stardom was rising to the top, his business was quickly declining which forced him to sell pieces of his company and the rights to use the famous Amos or Wally Amos name. What are your thoughts on this tea fact of the day? Let's go to you first, Al. Oh, I think it's amazing. So, uh, Claudia, you know, I live in Hollywood in Los Angeles, and this is right near my home. It's in the Bossa Nova um, complex, Claudia, right there on Sunset. Oh, okay. That's exactly where the original um, store was. And he was a master marketeer. If those who don't know, he got Marvin Gaye um, and other celebrities. He was also, his store was also located next to Quincy Jones' offices. So celebrities, number of celebrities, number of artists, number of businessmen would come through his store. And many would say that, man, if there was any, there was not anybody better at marketing their brand and cookies than him. However, 
he just wasn't as lucky as a businessman. And that's the part where we feel very sorry. But this sad story turned good. I understand that he's gotten into another business and it has done very well. All right. Thanks for that. Q, what do you think? You know what? It's it's always, you know, unfortunate when you see these big brands or these big inventions and you found out that they came from, you know, an African-American person. And but that that's the person that doesn't get to reap the rewards of the benefit. I mean, from a legacy perspective, you know, he can die and go to heaven and say he did something great. Um, and don't get me wrong. You know, like Al said, he's got some products out now, you know, and he's doing OK. But all in all, I would have liked to have seen him, you know, be the one who has the millions and the millions and the millions for selling the cookies that he came up with. Charlene Edwards says he didn't have business experience and he got played out. And that's unfortunately why he lost his throne, helm and ability to financial gain. We hear the story a lot. It's like we have it seems like black people oftentimes at the forefront are very uh, great at inventing things and recipes and, and creating. Right. We got the creativity part down, but we need a little help with the business side sometimes. And I hate that it's still happening. But um, kudos to him for, you know, having the recipe that other people wanted to take. But, you know, I hate that it worked out that way. All right. Keep it locked because coming up next, Kim Zosiak is tuning up her vagina. And later, Monique reveals why she calls her husband daddy. Let's keep it locked. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Kim Zolciak revealed that she is tuning up her vagina. Check this out. I'm also doing laser bee rejuvenation. Obviously, I've had six children. I had them all naturally. So when I'm running or even when I sneeze, I do pee a little bit, which bothers me greatly. Now, this announcement comes just months after Kim announced her divorce from her estranged husband, Croy Bierman. Monkey, mm-hmm. your outside is my inside right now. That hoe got to go back to work. <laughs> they selling that house. Okay, they selling that house. Kim say, I don't age a little bit. I got six kids and I got to return back to what I know. And that's home. And Kim, I'm here to tell you the game don't change, mama. Let me tell you something. You sitting up on a smooth 40. That's about all that's going for these days. I'm telling you these men. $40? Yes. These men is not out here buying coochie the way they used to, and they damn sure ain't buying no old white coochie that no pushed out six. <laughs> I ain't trying to degrade women. I'm not trying to say women that had children got raggedy coochies, and her coochie probably was raggedy in a mango seed. I don't know, but I'm here to tell you, baby, there is. I mean, Kim, you got to be pushing fifty. You got to be pushing fifty, so. You know, goodwill to you for trying, but the men that are out there paying for it, they're not paying for older model sedans when they can go get a newer model sports car. I'm just saying. So you don't think you don't think she could probably you know get a man in his sixties, seventies, or eighties like like most definitely probably could right, but. That same man can get a 27-year-old or a 30-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like at the point in which you're paying and you're paying top dollar, why not get top product? 
I do think there are guys out there that are paying because uh, I definitely know of some ladies that are definitely living that life that are 50s and up. But the guy quality goes down. It's someone you probably don't want to touch you. And you're like, ew, it ain't going to be no football player. It's not going to be that. He's going to be someone that probably got long balls, erectile dysfunction, something very undesirable that has to pay for it. Well, uh, August Alcina does, probably doesn't have long balls and 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 look weird, and and he worked up for Jada. You know, Jada had three uh, vaginal rejuvenations done, and you know when she talked about it in an article in 2018, and she hooked up with August Alcina in 2016. Yeah, but she wasn't oh. getting with August for money. She was getting with him because he has a reputation for stretching out them cervixes. Yeah, now he put a woman in the hospital. Allegedly, he wore that so she she was in it for the, the thing thing. Well, you know what I'm saying? Know so Jay maybe she shouldn't have got the rejuvenation before being with him. She should have waited till right. She should have waited till after. You know, wasted Will Smith's money on her. <laughs> well, Jay she got she got to get that thing thing back to so Will doesn't. No, you know, Chad, ain't got nothing to do with where Jada had those three vaginal rejuvenations because she can't stop having sex with Tupac ghosts. That's why <laughs> the Tupac ghosts be wearing her out. Mm. <laughs> you think she did when she laughed too? <laughs> why somebody say every time Will is with Jada, he looks like he just got done crying? Like when he's like oh, probably in the. Do y'all feel bad for Will? I know this is all totally off track. Do y'all feel bad for Will? No. He needs some eye duck rejuvenation. <laughs> he needs some what? He said, he said eye duck rejuvenation. I'm crying. Mm -mm. I feel bad. Well, let me tell you something. Chris Sierra in the comments said, ain't nobody paying for no refurbished tussie cat. <laughs> and Hot Commodity 77 said, uh, I guess it's an investment, but she has bigger fish to fry and she should have done it before the whole divorce situation. Use your money wisely, girl. And then lastly, K Hunt, Hunt said, how she got money for that, but ain't got no money for her bills. Well, we all know as influencers, we know damn well Kim Zosiak is not paying for no vaginal rejuvenation than making an Instagram video about it. So she, you're right. She doesn't have money for it. She is putting herself out there, embarrassing herself kind of, because she got it for free from that doctor, right? Like that's just how that. Would you get a Would you get a vaginal rejuvenation, Claudia? Or well, wait a minute, better yet, have you had one? If I needed one, I would. But I have had no kids. I've I haven't had multiple penises in the same year, and I'm good. I actually, I'm a little tight right now. I'm just gonna put it like that. You've so never now. had multiple penises in one year. Claudia. Yeah, I have, but I don't like be running through like a lot is what I'm saying. I've definitely had sex with more than one person a year, but not like three, four, five. I don't do all that. Definitely two, but yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. In other relationship news, Black China's finances have been revealed in her ongoing custody battle with Tiger. The documents report that China typically makes around 30000 a month and has a total of $11,000 in savings. China is seeking $125,000 from Tyga for her legal bills. Are you guys surprised at this money? Q, what do you think? Um, so, you know what? I have no problem whatsoever for, for anybody asking to get their legal bills paid when they go to court. That's what they're supposed to do. What I do have a problem with is when I looked at the breakdown of what China submitted to the court. Now it said the previous month that she had made 70 something thousand. That was just a one-off, but let's just go with what she's purporting to the court as her standard pay, which is about $32,000 a month. 
all things constant, that's a whole lot of damn money. And it says of the 32, her mortgage is $22,000. That's where I have a problem, all right? Because in my mind, you're not broke. And I don't want to admit me with, but she's rich people broke. Absolutely not. If your money is funny, which in her case, her money is not funny. Two months of her salary is more than most people make in a year. All right. You're a single person. There's no reason in hell Black China is walking around with a $22,000 mortgage when she can go live in a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifty. $10,000 place and live equally as well. So it's kind of hard for me to sympathize with somebody who's claiming they need financial issues when you make 32 grand and you had a $22,000 mortgage when you can simply move. All right, Al, what do you think? Um, I think in this case, that's not what this is about. I think um, that she is smarter than the headlines are leading on. Listen, she's taking um, her baby daddy to court for money because she's saying she is broke i think she intentionally shared these numbers she was very forthright and transparent and after reading the comments guess what everybody was saying everybody in the comments was saying she's broke she lived beyond her means she's it's all gonna crash and it's gonna fall and hey guys i hate to tell you but that's exactly what she needs is the judge to think and, and and obviously it's working she knows that these numbers are going to be leaked they're court documents she created this environment where now everyone thinks she's broke if everyone thinks she's broke i guess perception is reality judge i'm broke i told you i'm broke everybody out here saying i'm broke so i need help because if not we're going to be out on the street homeless that's right and i remember it's so crazy right that this is the narrative but hey this, this goes into what you're saying she's got to do that so she can you know get this case to go in her favor because remember like what was a year or two ago she was one of the names that they would always mention was making racking in tons of money from only fans it wasn't like black china like cardi like there was like she was at the top i believe like she was making crazy money but okay girl i'm charlene, charlene edwards said that china needs a financial advisor or cpa to help her budget Q, help her with her accountant skills. Q, help her with your accounting skills. So just to let you know, she does have a financial advisor. The financial advisor is the one that provided, the CPA was the one that provided all the numbers for. But he needed to provide her ass for the new place to stay because <laughs> they're not advising you right. If you you if you make $32,000 a year, you're using 75%, $32,000 a month, and your rent is $22,000, that's 75% of your income going to your mortgage. That's just stupid. I would never want a mortgage that high even if I got that. Like I, That's a lot of pressure to maintain that for with 30 years that's a you lot mean, of interest, you mean it's interest rate see this is how it would happen she got a 1.5 million dollar home with an interest only loan so when you get an interest only loan and you find yourself on the other side of the interest hike you're going to pay triple what your normal mortgage payment is and i think that's why she's hollering hot you know dog hit because her her mortgage, which should normally be around five to ten, has doubled in some cases with interest only triples. You're gonna lose the house next. I'm surprised they're still doing those interest only loans. Like I thought we learned that in 2009 with, when everybody with the got crash. Right. That's how I got jammed. Like they say, oh, your mortgage is 2,500, and it adjusts after two them years. Holes, them would never get their money from me. I'd have been like, this house was cute. I'm moving. I'm going to give me a nice little two-bedroom condo in the city somewhere. <laughs> All right. That, those adjustable rate loans are there to get people that don't read the fine print. All right. Chicago Councilman Ray Lopez is suggesting a new punishment for out-of-control kids. 
Lopez wants to find parents $5,000 for refusing to control their kids. Lopez said, we have children who are out of control, causing 90% of the problems, particularly as it relates to the street takeovers, drag racing, and all the other illegal activities. Are you in support of this new punishment? Uh, Q, I usually go to you first on kid uh, topics because I know you like to you know, whip their ass. But uh, let's go to Al first, then we're going to end with you, with your great advice. Al, what do you think about this? Is this a good idea to find a parent? Absolutely. You guys know if you watch TJIF, you know I advocate this on every time we talk about a kid getting in trouble and doing something really bad, beating up teachers, um, uh, raiding 7-Eleven stores, all those things are really, really bad. And, and I've said it over and over and over again that it's not gonna stop until we make these parents responsible. It's awesome to know that Ray Lopez is paying attention and watching us over here at Fox Soul on TGIF and hearing all our great advice and implementing it. The good thing here is that if he gets it passed, I think he's in Chicago. Chicago usually serves as one of those cities that once they implement something, other cities take suit. So I'm hoping he really pushes this through. And we got to also add that he's not only just pushing through the fine for the parents, but he's also pushing that they enforce the licensed family counseling and therapy as well so they go hand in hand and i think it's a great idea especially if we want to cut back on all this violence in our youth communities i hate you i'm not mad at it something's gotta be done q let's hear what do you listen, think I, I, listen i was thinking about this story when i laid in the bed and while this may not be a foolproof plan and that there are some children out there that are just bad seeds and the parents have no control I am 100% in favor of this. Granted, I have never had kids before, but I've been a child before. And the things that these kids are out here doing, we would have never did. And why would we have never done them? Because our parents raised us properly. I don't give a to have kids to know this. When you raise your damn children right, Okay, and you put the fear of God in them, certain things just are not going to happen. Fighting store clerks in 7 Eleven, drag racing in the middle of the street, jumping kids in wheelchairs, vandalizing people. Me and my friends, we grew up in the inner city with single moms and all, and we knew better. So, yes, parents need to start getting fined for their children's behavior, and maybe these people start raising their kids better. I agree with you 100%. You know what? I think things went to to crap when parents stopped being authoritarian figures in their kids' lives and wanted to be friends. I'm going to put you on timeout. Timeout ain't scared of nobody. We were scared of getting beat or spanked. Spankings, I feel like when we stopped doing all that, I'm sorry, some people have strong feelings against it, but I feel like it works because you see a direct correlation to when it became like, I don't know, really taboo. And now the kids don't, they ain't scared of their parents. They tell them their parents, they hate them. They beat up their teachers. They don't give a damn about their authority or their parents anymore. All right, y'all, coming up next, speaking of parents, Monique calls her husband, daddy. What's that about? We're going to get all into the mix, find out all about it when we return. Welcome back to the show. All right, fellas, during a recent episode of Bernie's Daughter podcast, Monique explained why she calls her husband daddy. Take a look. And a lot of black women would say, why do you call him daddy? Because he's raising me. 
He's raising me. My father probably stopped giving me what I needed when I was around 13 years old. So now you got a woman that's 13 and now I'm 35. And now I got a bunch of money, what we consider to be a bunch of money. Let me just speak real clear about that, okay? Now I got this money. Now I'm taking care of everybody. Who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna make me grow up? All right, Al, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts? <laughs> we like Monique. Um, the sentiment I get, the phrasing makes my skin crawl because it's almost like she's infantilizing herself. And I don't like that concept. Now, I do like the concept of her sharing that he's helping her be a better person. He's helping her be a better woman. He's helping her be more mature in how she handles her business in the way that she conducts herself. That I can get get into, but that word raising me and daddy gives me daddy issues and that's where i'm kind of like uh i'm not understanding but i will say this this new monique that we've been realizing or we've been seeing she's been doing some incredibly positive stuff standing against netflix and and gender equality for pay and also fighting for her royalties with cbs if that's coming from listening to quote her daddy who's raising her then keep up the good work. And at the end of the day, if I'm really honest, then I just popped in my head. If it works for you, Monique, it works for you, keep it going. And the rest of us actually should stay out of your bedroom and out of your marriage. All right, Q, what are your thoughts? You know, we're not gonna pretend like it's weird, right? Now listen, I'm, I, and I'm also not gonna act like I haven't heard boy, girlfriends and wives refer to their husband as daddy. Even Dr. Heavenly calls her husband daddy. And you know, in the bed, ooh, daddy, give it to me. But the way she kept saying, because he's raising me, he's raising me, it's a little cringy to me. But I'm going to do to Monique what Monique did for Will and Jada. And she said, not my relationship, it's not my business. I'm extending her the same grace. Not my relationship, not my business. Um. A lot of us have daddy issues and, um, you know, I think that that would take a whole episode to talk about this and where it comes from and who's at fault and uh, things that are lacking in our lives. Have I called the man daddy in bed? Yes, I have, but not in a daddy like my father way, because that would be weird, wouldn't it? But I'm going to piggyback off y'all. Monique is in a marriage and she's been in a marriage for a long time and she does seem happy and she does seem at peace. She doesn't give off angry. She's actually flourishing right now. I rock with Monique. I like her. I like how she's battling a lot of, she's winning a lot of big, huge battles. She's doing her thing. But I, I did cringe too, Al, like you. I was like, ooh, she said he's raising me. But you know what I think this is an example of? Um, I think this is a woman that is very much clearly the bigger name, the bigger fish, the, the star. And a lot of times when you're in that position, you have to go extra overboard to make your man feel validated and worthy and like he has a very valuable important position in your life and i just think she kind of she's doing a little bit of that where you like really prop up your guy that i think sense. it's that you know what that, i mean where you like now, i can wrap my head around that more so than the he's raising me and even with that he's your spouse i can understand you saying he's guiding me or he's helping me but to say raising like al said that's infantilizing herself 
That's right. All right. Great conversation, fellas. All right. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva, for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Making sure you hit that replay tomorrow. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Off. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, fellas and bye, soulmates. <laughs>